2: Like that. Yeah, it's the Mavericks, all up by action. Don't do no acting, no Samuel Jackson. Dirkie the ball, you know that it's magic. Post move deadly, yeah, it get tragic. Look with the ball, yeah, it get nasty. He'll drop 30. Don't gotta ask him. Look at Whitby, step back, 30. Oh, yeah! Oh, yeah! three pointer, yes,
1: sir. Taking the 3 after the pump fake, and it's
0: money for Porzingis. Now you got my boy Chris Stabs, looking like Dirk and Nash in the gap. They just wanna ring, wanna
2: fill the gap. On your team head, I ain't talking hats, dang, I'm still coming with the flow, the best flow. How's it going, everybody?
3: Welcome into another episode of the Mavs Step Back podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Trigg. I'm joined, as always, by my co host and Dallas basketball on SI colleague, Matt Galatson. The Mavs, they had a big win in Houston. Uh, Luca, he sat out the night before uh, when the Mavs played in Chicago and they lost a close game there, despite the 31 7 and 5 line that jalen brunson put up uh so they weren't able to get it done there zach levine lit him up for 39 points but then on the second night of a back-to-back Luca came back he had a 30 point triple double his second consecutive 15 rebound game he ended up with 16 against houston and 11 assists but matt the biggest difference and you know we've been calling for it forever and it was just so refreshing to see it and not just to see it, but to see it to see it succeed. They started Willie Colley Stein <laughs> at center. And I mean we've, we've been wanting to see this forever. I mean the eye test told you that it's probably the right move. and sure enough in his first start of the season, uh Colley Stein went out there and put up 15 points. Uh, seven rebounds, two assists, a block, a steal. He was plus 18 in 24 minutes. Uh, and the Mavs got the 13-point win on the road. So it, it turned out very well uh, for the Mavs starting Colley Stein and against Christian Wood, too, who is who has been exceptional for Houston this year so far. Uh, you know, he was blowing by him and, and on the fast break and, uh, getting some easy dunks at the rim uh past wood so i mean it was it was nice to see i'm super excited about it uh, i hope they stick with it going forward but uh what's your what's your initial reaction there to to that finally happening
1: it's amazing what happens when you uh when your head coach listens to a, a podcast called have <laughs> step back podcast no um i uh I really enjoyed it. It was nice. It was vindicating. Um, how, how long they stick with it is another question, obviously. Yeah. Um, we all know how, how stubborn Rick can be about his guys. Um, I'm sure he was in Mark and Donnie's offices kicking and screaming about getting rid of JJ. Um, but, you know, Dwight's his other pet cat. And uh, I expect to see him in the starting lineup in their next game. But yeah, we'll see. Because, I mean, and one other thing that like, I I loved Willie being in there in the starting lineup, but he played really well. But then they also still went to that rotation at, or that lineup at some point uh, or a few points, actually, with Dwight and Tim and, you know, the normal starting five, which I was like, yeah, I hate this lineup.
3: I don't think it was – I forgot who it was. I, I was talking with somebody last night during the game, and the Mavs had gone up by, I believe, 14 or 15 at one point uh, in that second half. And then they put Dwight Powell in, like you said, that that regular lineup that, they, that Rick is just like desperately hoping clicks at some point. And the lead started dwindling. And I was like, you know what, watch this – watch this lead completely evaporate before the uh before the changes get made. And sure enough, uh it got down to like a it was I think it was a 85 tie uh before yeah. some before the sub was made. And then you know Jalen Brunson, he had another big stretch uh similar to how he did the night before where he put the mavs up four. And then, you know, Dallas never never looked back from that point. But yeah, there were some uh there were some close moments there and you can just tell and I don't know I don't know why it's like that. I mean, I guess I mean, I do. Dwight Powell's lost a step, but uh He's it's just moment. every time he comes in things just start to go south. And I mean, I I hate it for the guy, but you know, you have to do what makes the team better. And it seems like Rick Carlisle, he finally uh, made that decision, which you know was a tough decision for him as much as he loves Powell and it worked out for the best. But and I mean Matt that wasn't even that wasn't the only change in the starting lineup. They brought Tim Hardaway Jr. off the bench too. you know he's been struggling. Uh, he came off the bench in that Jason Terry type role. and Maxi started alongside uh, Willie Colley-Stein in the uh, the front court. And that worked out well too because Tim Hardaway Jr. <laughs> ended up with 30 points off the bench. And he shot 11 of 14 from the field, 8 of 10 from 3.
1: So, yeah, he's probably uh he's probably not going to have another good game for 2 weeks. But <laughs> he,
3: he used his good game allowance. Uh, he used a lot of it in that one, so.
1: Yeah. He 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 got like he he got an advance on his on his next good game <laughs> in this one too. So it it's you know, it is what it is. But I I liked that move as well. Uh, Tim has been struggling, like you said. I don't think I liked who they put in his place. Um I would have rather them gone a different direction. But, I mean, Maxi was effective. He didn't score, but he was, what, plus 16 or something like that and played good defense. And-
3: yeah, he, he grabbed nine rebounds yeah. and dished out three assists too, and one of them was a really nice uh, backdoor pass to Willie Colleystein, big to big. So, I mean, I, I liked it, to be honest with you. And, I mean, I don't know if you saw it, but uh, I believe Kleba is shooting like 45% from three so far this season or somewhere in there. So –
1: I had not seen
3: that. I mean, he—he's been shooting. He's like one of the only Mavericks that's been shooting the ball well. <laughs> so, uh, I, I'm okay with it. I think it brings a lot more defense to the starting lineup. It's bigger. Uh, I think both Kleba and Willie Cauley Stein are capable of defending out on the perimeter if needed. A uh, lot of good switchability there in that starting lineup. So,
1: well, you know which direction I would have gone. But, uh, James Johnson. I'm yes. sure. Like, yeah. it, it, it worked last night. Um, maybe if it's a different, a different team, there's you know, they throw different guys out there. Who knows? Um, I just, I've been all in on the James Johnson train through the first few games. Last night he played like Dookie.
3: Yeah, that last night wasn't the uh, wasn't the James Johnson poster game.
1: So, no. It, <laughs> Tim Hardaway Jr took all of his good his good things and and kept them for himself. But it's the first game of the season where he's really been not great and he I thought he I think he's been awesome all year outside of that outside of that game. So um I hope to see him in the starting lineup at some point. Last night it worked with Maxie, maybe it'll work next time with James Johnson or you know whatever other thing Rick's want, Rick wants to do. As long as it's not Dwight Powell, I think we'll both be happy.
3: Yeah. And, look, another guy that's been struggling this year for the Mavs has been Dorian Finney-Smith. You know, he shot he shot near 40% from three last year. From the corners, he shot at least 45% is, is what I'm remembering. And he has really struggled this year. At one point last night, he airballed a three-pointer from the corner. Like <laughs> – that's pretty hard to do for a uh, for an NBA player but uh, he finally got a couple to go and he ended up with nine points and uh, four rebounds last night but Finney Smith's importance to this team uh, comes when he's guarding players like James Harden for whatever reason James Harden Finney Smith is like one of the top two or three guys in the league that James Harden just always has problems against. And that was evident again last night because James Harden, he played 38 minutes and he only had 21 points on five of 17 shooting. And he was three of 11 uh, from three. So, I mean, and not not just Finney Smith, which Finney Smith was on him a lot in that game, but when you get in switching situations to where it's like, okay, I'm going to, you know, say he gets a screen – um from pj tucker you know christian or whoever say he gets a screen and whoever's screening has josh richardson on him like that's a lose-lose situation for james harden because <laughs> you go from finney smith to richardson both who uh, who are just you know exceptional perimeter defenders and Even if it's Christian Wood, you know, like early in the game when uh, Willie Colleystein was guarding him, you know, on those switches, he's so long and athletic. It just made it really hard for Harden, uh, no pun intended, but made it really hard for him. And I love it, Matt. I I love the flexibility uh, that this lineup had. And uh, like we said, you know, once they went to that bench unit, uh, things started to, you know, get a little bit out of control but uh I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed that starting starting lineup and uh Thursday the Mavs will go to Denver and take on the Nuggets who have struggled a little bit this year and we'll see if they can keep it going but I well, love it. I love that uh Rick Carlisle finally did something that I've been begging for. <laughs> I said, look, I told you on the last pod we got on it, or the last two pods we've done, I said, look, if he will do this and it doesn't work, I will shut up about it. I promise I'll shut up about it. Well, he did it and it worked, so I guess I'll never shut up now.
1: (laughs) No, don't ever shut up about it. Um, On the Harden thing, it's certainly a lot more difficult opposing teams when you're switching into josh richardson rather than seth curry um so i mean that's something we've been wanting for the last couple of years is more premier defense and it seems to be paying off they are a much better defensive team this year the mavs seem to play hard and pretty well no matter what but having that extra guy to throw at him i think pretty much just solidifies to me that you know, I don't think Houston's making the playoffs this year. I think they're kind of a mess, but yeah. would they, whether it was last year or this year, if they kept the roster intact, Dallas is definitely the best team in Texas now. And that's also a good feeling. Um, yeah. I love that. I love it to death. I hate the Rockets. I hate the Spurs. Um, I hope they both get shot into the sun. So it's nice. Um, and, and, I just man the thing that the thing that concerns me is can they can can Dallas string it together. Yeah. Can they do more than one good game in a row? Because so far they, I think the those.
3: answer I think the the short answer to that is yes because these last two games you can just kind of tell that Luka has his legs again. You know, he's he's constantly every passing day he's getting in better shape. And I think that's evident by these last two games. I mean, back-to-back games where you're grabbing 15 rebounds and he almost scored 30 in the one before this, and then he went off for uh, – I forgot what it like 33 in this one. Yeah, he had 33 points, 16 rebounds, 11 assists. Um, he's hitting some threes now. I mean, he he just looks so much better than he did in the first four games of the season, so – I'm I'm very encouraged by his play so far.
1: I am too. It it's just it's not just him that, you know, I I'm concerned about what Rick is gonna do with Dwight Powell. I don't want this this one game to be a a one and done. Well, oh that was fun. We wanted Dwight to come off the bench because of a matchup, whatever. <laughs> that would piss me off. <clears throat> Obviously when KP comes back, that'll help.
3: So get your application today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com join. Check out the description box for this episode to find out more. But that's bwhustle.com
1: join. Support for the Mavs Step Back Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched in the UK. We've gone years without using the right tools for the job. You can be one of the first men in England to experience their life-changing products. I don't know about you guys, but if you've ever had an accident down there, it's not the best feeling in the world. It can get in the way of a lot of more important things that you have going on and make things uncomfortable. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team has perfected the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved Lawn Mower 3.0 in the UK. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. The waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower And one of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. If you're listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Let's get that bush to tush clean Get 20% off free shipping with the code LUCA at manscaped.com. Make your testies their besties. Get 20% off free shipping with the code LUCA at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code LUCA. Your balls will thank you. Yeah. But I just, I need to see them string together two good games before I can be confident in it.
3: Yeah. And I mean, look, this was the first time that, well, actually the Bulls game was the first time the Mavs had a different starting lineup, but like I said, Lucas sat that one out with a, a what they called a quad contusion. Uh, so that, w- that was kind of an asterisk on that. But this uh, – in Houston, that was really the first time that uh, they truly switched up that starting five, and it worked. And like I said, I hope it continues to work. Uh, you know, the, they play the Nuggets next. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if they go with the same lineup just because – you know, you have Jokic to deal with. Uh, and I, I think having that front court with Maxie and Kali and Stein, I think that could give the Nuggets a lot of problems. And the Nuggets, they've struggled so far this year. They're two and four on the season. Uh, they give up a ton of points, ton of open threes. Uh, so it should – well, I say should. It, it could be another really nice game uh, for the Mavs on Thursday night. That one will be on TNT, and it's the late game, I believe. It's nine o'clock is when tip when it tips, and I'm looking forward to it because uh, the Mavs they won the season series against the Nuggets last year, three to one, I believe. Is that right?
1: Yeah, I think, I think so. that's
3: right. Yeah, they won the season series against the Nuggets. Uh, the only one they lost was like a one point loss, and it was just because. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith mishandled the uh, what would have been the last second shot. So, I mean, I am I think this team matches up really well with the Nuggets. And you've got today, you've got tomorrow, and you've got all day Thursday until tip. And, Matt, I really think – I mean, we, we were hoping that KP would come back for that Rockets game. But I really feel like there's a real shot he could come back for the Nuggets game too because – he has three full days since the end of that rockets game to get some more practice time in uh there won't be any traveling you know except for when they go to to denver which they're probably already there uh so i, I feel like this little three-day stretch where nothing's going on i think it could be enough time since he's been practicing five on five to like really get him uh ramped up and he could potentially make his season debut uh, going into the weekend. What do you think?
1: Uh, it's certainly possible. I would like to see it. Um, I just think
3: he's ready. You know? I think he's
1: ready, too. I think I think they probably wait until the next home game, personally. But I hope that you're right.
3: <laughs> In front of all the fans?
1: <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, duh. But... <laughs> I just, uh, I,
3: don't know. I. I guess Houston is one of those teams that uh, that's allowing some fans in the in the arena because I saw I saw a handful a handful of fans out there last night. I don't know, I don't know what the restriction is of it, but it seemed like they had a, a pretty decent crowd and at least in that lower bowl section. So,
1: yeah, I just I don't know. I, I don't think that. Him coming back on the road um as much as I'd like to see it is is gonna happen. Um, I I, I don't know. I don't know yeah. what they're, they're so confusing with injuries like Luca's quad contusion, that's not a real thing.
3: Yeah. Luca even said after the game last night that uh that wasn't a serious deal at all, which led me to believe that, you know. They were resting. We thought- <laughs> Yeah. They were basically just resting him and they thought that they could steal one from Chicago. But as soon as they said he was out, I was like, oh, that's a bad choice. (laughs) I knew what was going to happen. You you know, especially the way Chicago's played the Mavs uh, the last couple of years and Levine always lights them up. I mean, it, you got to play Luca in games like that uh, if you're going to win as good as Jalen Brunson was, I mean, you can't you can't rely on that uh, sitting Luca out and expecting to come out with a win against a team like that. So
1: Yeah, especially when KP's not on the lineup.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so a couple little things here, and then we'll we'll wrap this thing up, but there's a trend so far. Uh, every game, the Mavs have won the rebounding battle. They have, uh, they've won the game. So surprise, surprise. <laughs>
1: That's funny how that but,
3: works. Yeah. It's like, yeah. When you give uh maximum effort and you go out there and you, and you win on the boards, um, uh, you, you win the game. So hopefully they can keep that up. Like I said, Luca getting his rebounding superpowers back and having back to back 15 plus, uh, rebound games that's a really good sign he's up to 26 points let's see what's he averaging right now he's averaging 26 points and seven assists nine rebounds on the season now he's up to last time we recorded he was shooting nine percent from three it's up to twenty percent now, so <laughs>
1: hey. yeah, that
3: that's on the rise. Uh, I mean, it, it's looking up for the Mavs right now. Luca, he's looking like this is the guy who everybody was predicting uh, to win MVP in preseason. So I think he's getting back to himself, and just adding KP to this mix is gonna is gonna take the team to the next level. Now, if if KP does not come back this Thursday. I still think the Mavs are okay because I think they'll try out this new starting lineup again. Uh, and I think it, like I said, I, when you put Willie Colleystein, any kind of versatile athlete that you put alongside Luke alongside Luca, I mean, good things are going to happen. You give him an athlete to work with and, you know, he's going to find him on lobs and uh, you saw him outrun Christian Wood they started at the same point on one end of the floor, Matt. And Willie Kaisstein outran Christian Wood by about five feet down the court. And Luca hit him with a perfect pass for a transition dunk. I mean, the guy is lightning quick for a big. So I think it just works really well from a chemistry standpoint. And the more minutes he gets with Luca, the better he'll be. But. Here's my last question to you, Matt, and we'll take off here. But when KP does come back, what does that mean for Powell? Because I we starts. brought, and I'll, 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 let you get into all this, but the last episode we talked about this, both of us were on the same page and saying that we didn't think Powell was even a rotation player right now, the way he was playing. So when KP does come back, does that bump Powell out of the rotation? You know, especially with how Willie's playing now, uh, do, you, do you let Willie take up those minutes and, you know, Powell just not play? What do you think?
1: If anyone else was the coach of the Dallas Mavericks, I would say absolutely. <laughs> um, but I have this sinking feeling in my heart that even when KP comes back, Dwight's either going to start or have a major role and take minutes away from Willie. And that terrifies me. It scares me. It, it worries every word under the sun. (laughs) Dreading that. I mean, I I can't. He's such a smart basketball coach. He's one of the smartest coaches in the NBA. He's one of the top three coaches in the NBA, in my opinion if he makes that dumb of a decision, I won't even know what to say anymore. Because that would just be horrendously dumb. Yeah. Especially after the evidence of last night with what Willie did and what happened when Powell was in the lineup against a big, who wasn't, who isn't that good of a player. Like he's good. He's been good this year, but I mean, he, he looked like, like it's, It's seven games into the season, and in six of the seven games, he's looked like he doesn't belong on the floor with anybody.
3: Yeah. Which, I mean, look, last night was a prime example of what I talked about uh, on a previous episode where, you know, there was this one sequence where Dwight Powell, he blocked Christian Wood, and then he ended up with a steal not too long after that. And it was a really good defensive sequence for Dwight. It's something you don't see very often from him. But then, just overall, <laughs> like I said, it's just something about when he's in the game, the lead just it starts dwindling, you know. Uh, and I think, I think it's more on the offensive end than it is on the defensive end at this point because he just takes up space on offense. And he can't, you know, he can't shoot threes, which we've, you know, he'll take them. And there's still people out there that bite on his pump fakes from deep, which I have no idea why. Uh, I don't think they read the scouting report, but, <laughs> but you know, he just he takes up space on offense, and there's no, there's no spacing. He's not the same pick and roll threat that he was before his Achilles injury. And then we saw when Willie Collystein was in there with, with Luca, he was a pick and roll threat on all game long. So I think it's a really, really, it was a really easy thing to see and it was just great that, you know, they finally made a change and uh, hopefully they stick with it. I completely understand why you're worried uh, that, (laughs) that he may even start again when KP comes back, but I think at this point, after they've seen it for a handful of games, I I really, I really believe that he's going to be in a reserve role going forward. If if even that, you know. So they got well, to. Yeah, I know they have you know emotions about this, and I know they're attached to certain guys. And I love Dwight Powell the person. He's he's a super nice dude and everything. But when it comes to winning basketball games, you know, you, you got to do what you got to do to win. So.
1: Well, the simple fact of the matter is they have a history of sticking with guys too long and being stubborn about it. So until they show me otherwise, and I don't think it's just Rick, to be honest. Like when Fish was on here a couple weeks ago, he talked about Avery Johnson and Devin George. Like it happens everywhere. You trust the guy to do the right thing and not make mistakes or whatever. But I I think Rick is worse about that than a lot of coaches when it comes to sticking with people too long and being stubborn. So we'll see. Um, Yeah. My fingers are crossed, but I don't know.
3: Yeah. And I mean, uh, like I said earlier too, I really liked what they did not just bringing Powell off the bench, but also Tim Hardaway Jr. who had been struggling And, you know, he's still got his minutes. He just came off the bench in a Jason Terry role and he lit up the Rockets. And I think that's a really good role for him to have. You know, you can still play him with Luka throughout the game, but, you know, bring him off the bench and let him have that scoring punch for that second unit that's been struggling so far this year. Uh, And then you still have a dynamic starting lineup with, you know, adding athletes like Maxie and and Willie with Luca, I, I think it works out overall. I think they're on to something there. So we'll see how it goes Thursday uh, if KP isn't back. I'm sure I'm, – I'm confident that they're going to run out that same lineup, and I hope we see similar results. But overall, I think the Mavs have alleviated uh, most of the worries that we had from early on in the season – Three and four feels a whole lot better than two and five, (laughs) especially with how they've won uh, their three games. It's been double digit wins against the Rockets, the Miami Heat, and the Los Angeles Clippers. So, Uh, in their wins, they've been really good, and their losses, they've looked uh, pretty bad. But I think most of that had to do with Lucas' conditioning and uh, them being stubborn about power in that starting lineup, so maybe we're past all that now. But anyway, Matt, any closing thoughts before we take off here?
1: Um, I don't know. I uh,
3: very I just compelling just closing it. thoughts.
1: Yeah, I, I just <laughs> want to see JP back. Um, I'm I'm desperate for it at this point. Um, I never thought I would miss him so much, but I need him back soon because the season is uh getting deeper every day and with 10 less games you got to start winning some of these games that you're supposed to win
3: yeah and look the Mavs they're they're back in the playoff picture now you know they're they're at the uh they're in the eighth spot right now and if the playoffs started today after just seven games played (laughs) the Mavs would be playing the number one seeded Clippers in the first round the, yeah. team they beat, well, the team they beat by 51 points uh, about a week ago so <laughs> yeah. that would be a ton of fun i'm sure <clears throat> but guys we really appreciate it uh that's gonna do another that's gonna be it for another episode of the map step back podcast uh we really love that you guys come in and listen every single week and uh, you support us on social and everything and uh, we really appreciate that if you listen on apple podcasts if you'll go on there and take about 30 seconds type in math step back podcasts and scroll down and give us a nice rating and a review that would really help us out Uh, on the step back mavs twitter page i posted a little clip uh that shows you how to do that if you if you're not familiar with leaving reviews there but If you could do that, that'd really help us out. Uh, Be sure to rate and subscribe on all your favorite platforms and subscribe on our YouTube channel. And depending on what happens later this week, you know, Matt and I, we might find some time to come back on here. But uh, if not, we hope y'all have a great rest of the week, great weekend, and we will see you next time. Y'all have a good one.
2: Take a step back, listen about the old days When I hooped outside with my friends and drunk that old Cross over doing step backs in a pair of J's These days I'm buy my chips like a bag of lays I ain't lying when I tell you people ain't the same How you real when you say your soul for the fame? Do anything for a dollar I'ma stay patient cause I know God promised me a lot Looked up to Dirk and MJ instead of blue blue collar Excited at the idea of being a true baller